episode that I, or a training I did in my Facebook community. If you're not in there, go get in there now. I've been doing weekly trainings and Q&As. It has just been a great time. It's a great place to connect with other women who are on the same journey as you are to a peaceful home birth. We need each other. So this is a great place to get in and get connected and get help. So this episode is all about getting off that fear cycle. If you are struggling with all of these intrusive racing thoughts, you get on a cycle of fear and anxiety and you just know the worst thing is going to happen. And then you start making decisions based on that. But that doesn't have to be your reality. There is a way that you can get off the fear cycle and into a sound decision-making mind uh, and that is where you're going to find peace. So listen to this episode for some practical ways to get off that fear cycle and onto the peace cycle. Is that what we're going to call it? Sure. I think we are going to call it the peace cycle. So, (laughs) oh my goodness. Well, listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Get connected to the Facebook community and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, where your journey to a joyful and empowered birth experience begins. I'm your host, Allie McLean, a registered nurse, home birth coach, devoted wife, and proud mother to four incredible kiddos. I've walked the path from trauma to triumph, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. At the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, we're more than just a show. We're a community of dreamers, believers, and fearless mothers-to-be. If you're seeking to reclaim your birth story, to transform fear into confidence, and to embrace the beauty of home birth, you found your tribe. My own transformative journey began with a traumatic C-section, propelling me on a quest to uncover the power of home birth, and now I'm on a mission to help you rise above your past, prevent needless C-sections, and stand firmly in the certainty of your dream birth. As a devoted follower of Jesus, I believe that His divine design for birth is inherently good. It is a reflection of His love, strength, and grace. If the dream of home birth has been planted on your heart, know that it's there for a purpose, and I'm here to stand with you as you pursue it wholeheartedly. In a world filled with racing thoughts and doubts, I'm your guide to taking those thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ, and replacing them with the liberating truth. Together, we'll navigate the challenges that lie ahead, finding not only freedom, but also unbridled joy on your path to motherhood. This podcast is a haven for the woman who has faced the darkness of a traumatic birth and has questioned whether home birth is within her reach. Here we shatter those doubts. Join us for illuminating interviews with remarkable birth workers who share our reverence for the sanctity and splendor of birth. Listen to inspiring women as they recount their triumphant birth stories, each a testament to the strength that resides within you. So whether you're just starting to explore the world of home birth or you're already on this radiant journey, The Peaceful Home Birth Podcast is your sanctuary, your wellspring of knowledge, and your unwavering support system. Get ready to be inspired, to be empowered, and to embark on a path that leads you to the birth you've always dreamed of. It's time to experience the Holy Spirit's power, to embrace the beauty of birth, and to create a legacy of love and strength. Are you ready to transform your birth experience? Let's dive in.
All right, so as I was saying, this is one of my most favorite topics, mostly because this was revolutionary to me and I attribute this as being the number one thing that helped me get the birth that I desired. And I can't pretend to know all of the mystery. Our brain is a, an amazing, amazing thing. And there are people who study it for their full-time jobs who are much smarter than I am. And they still don't know half of what our brain is capable of. So the fun part is during my pregnancy, this was something that I really was learning. The Lord was leading me through the Bible. He was bringing information into my life and he gave me this framework to help me overcome this anxious cycle, this fear cycle. I had been told, you know, you're never going to be able to birth vaginally. And then here I am planning a home birth with no evidence that this was going to happen, that I was going to be capable of making this happen. So along my pregnancy, he just kept putting truth into my life that was backed up by, by the Bible. But now, actually just recently, and a little bit back then, but I am finding an overabundance of scientific research that is backing up what I've done and what I have helped many, many women do as well. So this is so exciting. Again, one of my most favorite things to talk about. You do not have to live in this fear cycle. You are capable of overcoming it. And we will talk about how today. So again, if you're watching the replay, go ahead and put a one in the comments and uh, we'll just hop right in. All right, so if you are struggling with the fear of the unknown or you're sitting there, maybe you're doing your everyday life, you're sitting down and you're eating lunch, you're folding laundry, it, it happens at the most random times, but all of a sudden you're hit with this thought of like, what am I doing? I'm incapable of having a baby. The, the, um, pain is way too much or what if this happens what if that happens and when you start cycling sometimes it's hard to jump off of that i would love to hear if that is you or not that was definitely me and i realized and the lord so kindly showed me ali you have two options you can give into this fear and you can let your mind race right you can choose that option to continue to live in fear, to entertain all of these thoughts of the what ifs, the anxiety of the future, you can do that. Or you can do what I tell you to do and you can take your thoughts captive and focus on what uh, I tell you to think about, right? So let's, let's kind of go through these two options. Let's talk about them and what they look like, okay? So first option, you can give into the fear. You can let your mind race. You can be filled with anxiety. You can entertain all of the what ifs, right? And you can get on this cycle. That is honestly, it's never ending. You 
think about the disastrous future, right? You know when you are in this fear cycle when nothing that you're thinking of is positive or good, right? This is going to take you in a direction that says you're doing the worst thing possible, the worst scenario is going to happen, and you start living in that reality, right? And then all of your decisions that you are making are just in case. Uh, For example, you think, oh my goodness, I just know that if I am at home, I'm not going to be able to handle the pain. I am going to freak out and my baby probably, you know, is going to die. That's just what's going to happen. So just in case, I'm going to make sure a doctor is there. So I'm going to make a decision out of that fear and go to the hospital. Just in case that anxiety, that that future thought that's not a reality happens, right? We make up stories about a situation. It's not even confirmed or it's just straight up not true. But we are allowing ourselves to live in a reality that hasn't even happened yet, right? So I did this. Um, when I was diagnosed with placenta previa at 18 weeks, right? So I started on the fear cycle of I'm, I am not going to get my home birth that I've been working on that I've desired so deeply. I'm going to have to go with a doctor that I don't really know. I don't really like, they're going to be so awful, so mean. They're going to, you know, be just so hateful that I was planning on a home birth for the first 18 weeks. I'm going to get a C-section and I'll probably hemorrhage and I'll probably end up dying and then I'm gonna leave my kids alone. They're not gonna have a mother and then my husband's gonna get remarried to a bimbo. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's probably literally how my thought went. Oh, Lord forgive me. Anyways, I remember getting on this cycle of fear and losing it. My heart was starting to race. My breathing was quickened and I was, I, I lost it, right? I was sobbing and I knew I, I was on this cycle because I, of the way I was feeling and I knew I had to get off of it, right? It did not, I knew it wasn't going to lead me in a direction that I wanted to go in. So I called my midwife and I said, and I I just told her like, this is what happened. And I started cycling and sharing all of these thoughts and I just kind of blurted everything out. And she stopped me she's like, whoa, 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 Allie. Cause I, I said, well, what do I do? Can I just keep like planning a home birth or do I go straight to the hospital? Do I just give up my dream? And in that moment, I just wanted her to answer me, like, what was my next step? And instead, she chose to tell me, Allie, I don't make decisions out of fear. And honestly, that was the most pivotal moment, probably in my adult life, (laughs) okay? Her saying those wise words have changed the trajectory of my entire life. I didn't realize that for so long, for so many years, that is how I was living my life. I was living my life out of fear and I was making decisions out of that place, right? So I could have chose to stay in the fear of the future, right? Instead, I chose to take it one day at a time and I chose to surrender, right? So 
did that take away all my anxiety? Like, I never had an anxious thought again after I had this pivotal moment. No, that's just not how it works. It is a daily battle, okay? But what I did do is I, I learned how to steward my thoughts. I learned how to kind of um, triage what was going in and out of my brain, right? So what does the Bible say about this? Well, in Philippians 4, 16, it says, do not be anxious about anything, right? Including birth, including the what ifs. But in every situation, every, including birth, <laughs> by prayer and petition or supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to God, okay? Supplication, I looked this up and the definition just kind of Oh, man, it was so amazing. But it's, it means to humbly ask in any situation in which you must entreat someone of power for help or favor. That's exactly what I had to do in that moment where the outcome did not look favorable, right? And my fear was cycling. And I thought I was going to end up in a direction that just was not going to be positive. I needed God who was in power over this situation for help and favor, right? And so that's actually my midwife. She told me this fear, like she doesn't make decisions out of fear. So she wasn't going to tell me what to do. She said, pray about it. And so we prayed together and then I went home and I started praying. My husband and I started praying together and we followed the peace. And so that was something we surrendered it like, Lord, we will do whatever you want me to do. What you say is best because ultimately that's all that matters. I desperately desired this home birth. It's not promised, but what is promised is that the king of peace, peace himself will be with us, right? And so I do not need to be anxious about anything. Psalm 139, 23 through 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any grievous way in me and lead me to everlasting. Right? So what it was it in my heart that made it so devastating living in that future? Right? That future of like, what if I don't get this home birth? Well, over the years, I have found out, <laughs> and this took me many years, that birth had become an idol, right? Like even the natural birth, natural world in general had become an idol. It was my sense of control, my sense of safety. Like if I just did XYZ and I made all the right decisions and I did all the research, then I was going to be safe, right? He had to test me in that moment. He knew my thoughts, right? And there was many grievous ways in me. I had put this above the Lord. And guess what, you guys? He is so gentle. He is so kind. And he led me to where I am today, helping so many women prepare for a joyful, spirit-led home birth. And I am so incredibly thankful. So... What does that look like, right? We, You can either choose to live in that fear cycle, which I did for so many years until that pivotal moment where my midwife told me, you know, she doesn't make decisions out of fear. But 
from that moment on, I learned to take my thoughts captive, right? To get off that fear cycle and to live in a place of freedom, in a place where uh, my, my thoughts weren't controlling my decisions. So what does this look like? Well, when you're preparing for a home birth, in today's culture, birth is not, uh, it is a medical event in people's minds, right? It is scary. It is dangerous. It is something that needs constant monitoring and controlling. So first I had to realize, okay, this is where I am coming from. And I had to make it a daily habit to fill my mind with things that were true, okay? I realized these were the fearful thoughts that I had, and this was the opposite of that. So I'm going to fill my mind with truth. This actually looked like watching a lot of home birth stories on YouTube. Honestly, that was a huge part of it. It was listening to um, so many positive birth stories on podcasts. Um, This uh, looked like talking to women who had gone before me, who had home birthed. It was engaging in community that was like, Allie, we know that you can do this. That was a huge part in filling my mind with truth. Now, the second thing is knowing that your mind is able to change figuratively and physically. Like in reality, the brain has an ability to reorganize the synaptic connections. So these are the connections that thoughts race on, right? And this is how they travel and messages travel in your brain is through synaptic connections, especially in response to learning or an experience. So when your brain learns something new, I believe it takes an average of 28 to 30 days to form a new thought pattern, right? And so our brain has these thoughts that are set in stone. At least that's what we were told. They're not. Actually, our brains can reorder themselves and learn new things. And it is fascinating. So the third thing is to Spend some time in introspection, which looks like getting extremely quiet. Now, this was a lot easier when I had one child versus now four children. It would be quite the feat in order to get quiet, but it is still possible. So introspection really is getting to a place where you're able to shut your brain down a little bit, okay? You give it a kind of a Sabbath rest. You allow the quiet of your surroundings to expose what's going on in your mind, okay? Then you have this self-reflection. When your mind is able to get quiet, you are able to see what is in what is going on in your heart a little bit more. And so it's amazing some of the things that come up when you are allowing yourself to kind of go inside and see what is going on in my heart. What is my, what is the Holy Spirit telling me? What are these grievous ways that he's exposing uh, gently and lovingly? Now, the uh, a- after you spend some time in introspection, you self-reflect, the Holy Spirit exposes things. This is such a great time for prayer, right? Lord, 
search my heart, know my heart, expose any grievous way within me, help me catch my racing thoughts, help me get off of this cycle of fear, help me make decisions out of a place of a sound mind versus being anxious and fearful and making decisions. Help me trust you, help me surrender. These are the type of prayers that the Lord uses to change your life. So after you do that, you're going to spend some time catching your thoughts. Okay, so when you are in this quiet place, you are going to be able to allow yourself to just picture what is going on in your mind. Are there any sentences that come up? Are there any thoughts that come up? Uh, This actually takes a lot of practice. For so many of us, our brains feel extremely chaotic, right? And so they're racing, they're going here and there. and, And honestly, we don't even stop half the time to realize what we're thinking about. So getting into a quiet place and then intentionally catching thoughts is a important step in rewiring our brain, our brain and filling it with truth. So when you catch your thoughts, this is backed up um, by 2 Corinthians 10.5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. We have the ability to steward our thoughts, to catch these thoughts, right? This book, I know I've shared it before, it's called Switch on Your Brain by Carolyn Leaf. And this is, it is so full of science and Bible about catching thoughts. And it's, it's honestly a a must read book if you want to learn more about taking these thoughts captive. So I'm just going to read a little bit for you here. Research has shown that 5 to 16 minutes a day of focused meditative capturing of thoughts shifts the frontal brain that are more likely to engage with the world. Research also showed that those same 5 to 16 minutes of intense deep thinking activity increase the chances of a happier outlook of life. God has blessed us with powerful and sound minds. When we direct our attention by capturing our thoughts, we provide a target for our mental faculties. Then God will give you a project and your balance will be restored. Restored. If you do, don't let God give you a thinking project, the enemy surely will step in to try to catch your thoughts and destroy your balance. Okay, isn't this the truth, right? We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against the principalities, the powers, and authorities that be. And the reality is we're going to be thinking of things. That's how God created our brains to think. So we can either choose, are we going to fill it with truth, like the Lord says, or are we going to allow Satan to come in and fill our mind with all of these fearful, chaotic thoughts? Okay, this is, again, this goes back to stewarding your thoughts and it only takes five to 16 minutes a day. So this is where we memorize scripture, right? So we are taking things that are true and right and pure and noble, and we are dwelling on those things. And God's word is all of that. So if you're not reading your Bible every day in preparation for your home birth, girl, get started. There is so much truth and beauty in the word of God. Okay, one of the last 
and that these are so many, <laughs> so many steps. Um, and we're almost done though. So number eight is learn about God's design for birth, right? So his design is so good when you can, um, replace the fearful thoughts with actually how God designed it. For example, you're thinking, oh my goodness, I don't have enough uh, strength or pain tolerance to handle the pain of labor. Well, believe it or not, God actually designed birth so you could handle it, right? And when you learn about the different hormones that take place and the different receptors in our body that are in place so that we can handle the pain, it minimizes that fear some, right? And then the last is imagine. When you do all of that, it kind of leaves this hole, right? So you you took captive you thought your <laughs> you took captive that thought, you get rid of that thought, right? But it has to be replaced with something. God gave us a beautiful thing called an imagination. And as adults we kind of think it's silly and we don't use it very often, but man, God does use this in a mighty way. So imagining is a very powerful tool. Imagine your birth. Think about your birth. Um, get excited about your birth. This is going to help you step away from that fear cycle and think about your ideal, most beautiful birth possible. That's the reality you're going to start living in instead of the one that is catastrophic, right? So I have a vivid memory of putting away my laundry, listening to a podcast and stopping it, stopping it to just tune into what I was thinking. And I was amazed at how fast all of these thoughts were flying in my brain. I literally like made myself, I, I pictured myself like catching a thought, right? And it was typed out, it was in words. Some people think in pictures, mine was in words. So I captured that thought and I just saw it right there. I, I then mentally put it in a category, right? So I had a category over here, true, not true. Okay, well, this was not true. I lined it up with Philippians 4, 8, which says, brothers, sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Okay, that specific thought was none of that. Okay, so I put it in the not true. I put it in the not right, not pure, not lovely, not admirable. Okay, so I'm not going to think about that. I, uh, I, it was something that was a possibility in the future, but I wasn't able to control. So I prayed. I asked the Lord, please take that out of my mind. I asked him to, to be in charge of my future so I could continue what I needed to do for that day. Because the reality is we think we can control a lot more than we can. And uh, I have realized over my years that I'm really not good at controlling things. And when I do try, it really hurts. Not just me, but people around me. And so it's not worth it. So uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight, right? So we have to think of this as taking one step at a time, right? He is going to make that path straight. We still have to step. We still have to make action, right? But we're going to acknowledge him. We're going to trust that he has our best in mind and we're going to take a next step, okay? So what is all this application? Well, 
I know what ifs are a really big thing for a lot of people, right? So when you notice a what if scenario that kind of pops into your head, first you have to practice capturing your thoughts. So practice that today. But if you get a what if scenario that triggers fear, I just want you to take a minute, write it down, okay? Then challenge the thought by asking yourself questions like, is this thought based on facts or assumptions? Or what is the worst case scenario and how likely is it to happen? Then try to replace the negative thought with a more balanced and rational one. Now over time, this exercise can help you build resilience against the fear of the unknown, which is huge when you're planning a home birth and have never seen one, right? We all have fear of the unknown of something we have never seen or been a part of before. All right. Lastly, a prayer surrender. Okay, so I, if any of you are struggling out there with the fear of the unknown, the, the racing thoughts, the what if scenarios, I just want to pray a prayer of surrender over you today. So if you are in the car, keep your eyes open. But if you're able to, just take a minute and just stop and and pray this with me. Okay? Father, thank you so much for birth. Thank you so much for your design. Thank you so much for being able to be in control and do an amazing job of it. Lord, we trust you with all of our hearts. Please help us not lean on our understanding. Help us direct our path, Lord. Take us off of this fear cycle. Help us capture our thoughts and lay down our desires, our thinking of what we think is best, and help us surrender our desires to you, Lord, our plans to you, our thoughts to you, Lord. Help us steward what you give us. Help us take one step at a time and look to you only. Lord, I surrender my future plan to you of this birth. You know the desires of my heart, Lord. Align my desires with yours. Help me make decisions that are based on your will for me, Lord, and help me surrender um, my, my dreams, my plans, my desires, because I know that you love me and I know that you are taking care of me and I just want to hear your voice. I want to take the next step that is uh, what you want me to take, Lord. So I surrender right now in this moment. Please, Lord, Fill me with your peace. Fill me with your love and your 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 plan, your desire for my for my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, you can do it. You've been equipped, but it really does take consistent obedience. So, if you need help with this, schedule a free 15-minute call with me so I can help walk you through this process. Sometimes it does take accountability. Sometimes it does take consistency and coaching and help because it's not easy to kind of do your own check-ins, right? Especially when your life is filled with a million other things. So schedule that call and we can go from there. I hope you loved today's episode and found it so helpful and encouraging. If you did, would you take 30 seconds to leave a review on the Apple podcast or send this episode to a friend who has been praying for a peaceful home birth? 
Lastly, make sure you get my free download of my complete home birth essentials checklist. Make sure you have everything ready to go so you're able to feel at peace and confidence leading into your home birth. This printable checklist has all of the important but less glamorous or thought of items that I have found to be so incredibly helpful to have at a home birth after working with many clients in person. Now get it by clicking the link in the show notes. And as always, thanks for listening and peace be with you.